0: The earth is flat, I just wanted everybody to know you've all been lied to. program is brought to you by the makers of How to Get Rid of AIDS in 7 Days, and Did You Know She Was a Lesbian? Enjoy. And do you have a problem with me, mister? Yes, sir. I have a problem with you. Well, what is your problem? I do not know. So you have a problem with me and do not know what it is. Precisely, Monsieur. Okay, uh, I understand entirely. Good day to you, sir. Oh, as of you, Monsieur. Good day. I don't know what just happened. Um hold the phone. You know, it's weird. <laughs> you know, think about where I am right now. As a kid, I had you know, you have like, those thoughts you have when you're older, like about money or relationships or whatever the, you know, whatever the circumstances, um, you didn't look at it too differently as a kid. Like, I think you had it like a more, you know, lightened, enlightened vision of it as a kid than you do now. Because, you know, you see it for what it is now. You didn't really see it for what it was as a kid. And you saw it. You didn't understand what it meant, right? Um, Because you weren't at that stage in your life. You were just kind of observing and taking notes. Um, But I think for me, like, as a kid, um, even without, like, consciously, you know, seeing it, I think I understood. Um, I understood what certain things meant. Like, I remember, like, my mom would always talk about how (laughs) How, like, um, I never paid rent, and uh, I was like, you know, maybe like 12 or 13, and she'd start talking about that, and I'm like, well, yeah, of course I don't pay rent, I'm like 12 or 13, but and I think about it, the more I thought about it, like, as I got older, the more I realized, oh, well, like, now I get, you know, why she says those things, like, I get why she even has that thought, it's like. Well, what makes you think a twelve or thirteen old for the rent of your life when you think about it? It's how much work I'm actually putting into, you know, my education or how much work I actually put into doing things around the house. It's just little things like that. Um it was a way of her encouraging me to be better in certain things. Not that it was the best way of going about it, but that it it helped and it helped me see things that now you know experiencing them myself like paying rent like now that I'm doing that I get it right because I don't enjoy it you know I don't enjoy it it's not the most enjoyable experience but I do there are pros to it and I think for me right now the pros outweigh the cons because of what I've been through the last couple of years and where I've put myself in now, given what has happened in the past, and for me, paying rent is more than just you know giving away money that I've worked hard for. It's um, it's building. I wouldn't say building character. That's a weird term. It's a weird phrase to use. Building character. What does that even mean? I don't I don't even understand that phrase anymore. Like building character oh it builds you know, oh, do this, it builds character I'm like that's that's not a thing. What is character? You know? What is what are you actually building are you building a person out? Like you can't you know it doesn't really make sense to me. Building character. Um I think it's just a part of I think that's just another way of saying like it, it's a part of life, right? You do this, it, you know you you cross the check, like you, you crossed off of a life, a lifetime bucket list, right? Of things you do before we just drift into oblivion, right? I think that's like what it is for me, I guess, or what it is for like a general amount of people. Um, at least the people that don't like fall into that like you know one percent or um top twenty percent, right? Um, I don't know how percentages work. I'm not a not that kind of guy. Anyhow. Um. The way I see it, I think it's just another kind of milestone that puts me, um, you know, on the people on the list of people that have done things that mean something, and that fall um, along their path and their life and um, what they wanted to do. Right? It wasn't like I didn't. I, it's not like I felt like I didn't have a choice. Right? I made the choice. Right? To start paying rent, I made the choice to live in this circumstance. Right, I put myself in this position to do what I want to do, and I think that's why the pros outweigh the cons. There, not that it's like great, I wouldn't like I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I was like, if you can avoid doing it, I would highly suggest doing that. However, um, it's not the worst experience. Um, and it's given me a lot of opportunities. Um, on on different levels, not necessarily like financially, but like outside of, outside of money. Um, it's given me a lot of it's given me a lot of time to think. It's given me a lot of time to kind of understand who I am and what I want to do. But what I really like, what I want to do, like the way I thought about as a kid, what I wanted to do meant like what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, right? However long that was. It was like this one thing I was going to do, I was going to do this because um, you know, it brought me the most happiness, you know, the serotonin was at the highest, you know, that's what, I, that's what it was, and so I drove on that idea, even when I got into college, and that's what it was. I was going to do this in college, I was going to get a degree in this, and then I was going to start doing this as a career. Bam. path, Life fulfilled. Done. Boom. Explosion. I die. Life fulfilled, right? And then as I got into college and started kind of um getting acclimated to the system and things like that, I started to realize that, like, well, just because I enjoyed doing something doesn't mean it was something that I necessarily wanted to do my entire life. Like, I wasn't sure if that was what I wanted, you know, like, all I wanted to do. And then I realized, well, now, now I'm thinking about it the wrong way. And I don't know how I necessarily got to that point. But once I did, that's when it was like, oh, shit. Well, fuck. Now that I fuck, now would I do, now I don't know, now no. like, what do I do? How, do? how do I, how do I fix this? Um, Because, like, it's a mindset before anything else. Like, you think about something and then it takes you in so many different directions. that so You can go literally anywhere. And that's when, like, my indecision would kick in. I would just be like, oh, well, hold on. All right, now yes, I can go in this direction. I can keep going in this direction. I've been going. It's working for now, right? It's working. But well, what if it doesn't? What if something happens? What if your boy snaps his leg and then he can't he can't walk now? Now now he's gotta hop on one leg and then you start calling him one-legged dude. And I I didn't want that kind of you know I do not want that you know name tag on me. It's like hi, my name is one-legged dude. I didn't need that. And so. Now I'm trying to figure out, you know, what I, well, is this the only thing I want to do? And is so, you know, how long was this going to do it for? And I thought, well, maybe that's not the only thing I want to do. And then I started to think about other possibilities and other things that I was interested in. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, the more I realized how much that was, like, stressing me out. Because I figured, like, I think about, I mean, eventually I'll think about it at some point. It's like, well you know, how long is this going to fulfill me? How long is this going to make me happy until it doesn't make me happy anymore? I think like we think about marriage and like what that represents, right? You have this union with a person that loves you the way you love them and that's what's gone to, to like it's called till death do you part for a reason, right? Um, and you know, half of the people that get married, get divorced, right? They make a vow and then they, they take that valve, they put it in the toilet, and then they shit on it, and but they don't flush it, right? They don't flush, they don't flush their shit. They let it sit in there, and then they when they the next time they use the bathroom, which is like not for like years, like they don't go to the they don't go back in that bathroom. They let that shit sit in there, right? Then they come back in, they realize it smells like donkey, doo-doo, right? Not it's not human anymore. It's donkey. It's a donkey. Shit now, it's donkey shit. Okay, it's not a human shit. It's donkey shit now. They smell it. It smells. It smells bad. Donkey doo doo doodoo is bad. All right, it's bad doodoo. and they regret it. And they spent all this time with this person, and then it's just like, boom, we're done. Sign papers. You spend a lot of money. Apparently, getting divorced is actually a lot more expensive than getting like getting married, which I thought was like. That was a weird concept to me. So like now there's this whole like financial thing that's behind it as well. So it's like you're willing to spend more money, right? Getting out of a relationship with someone that you committed to, right? That you wrote vows, right? You have this whole ceremony in front of all these people that um some of them just pretend they care. Like they don't really care about the, the wedding. Like if I get married which may or may not happen, um uh weddings that that's not gonna really be a thing. <laughs> Hopefully, that's not a thing. I, I don't I don't think I want a wedding. One, um, it's unnecessarily expensive. Um, it's it's just odd to have this kind of like arbitrary celebration in front of other people. I feel like it's very snooty. It's very um, uptight, and conceited. I don't like. It. It's not really my vibe. Um, uh, it, yeah. And if, I mean, if I did, it probably wouldn't be like. The general, like, um, kind of you know, wedding, you know, in a garden or in a church, it'd probably be like some random place, like Uganda. I don't know, it'd be, it'd be a random wedding, it'd probably be in like one of those ball pits. <laughs> you ever seen those ball pits in like, um, <laughs> different like, uh, facilities for children? I don't know what they're called. Um, The little fun centers where they bounce on things and they jump into ball pits. Like, I would have a wedding in a ball pit. Not like near a ball pit. You'd be inside the ball pit. I have the ordained minister standing in a ball, standing waist deep in a ball pit, and he would read the thing he's supposed to read and then do the thing. We'd do the vows, the kiss, and then boom. We're married. That's it. but like that's just that's too much in general. Like you gotta find a good ball pit. You gotta, you know, that's it. Like it's a whole process in itself that takes years. And so I was like, yeah, just get a look. Boom, done. 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 We're done. We're married now. Bam. You we know, have the rest of our lives instead of spending that time that we could be spending together, you know, planning this giant party, right? This giant expensive white people shit party. And <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. Um, I won't. So no wedding, um, just, just live, and like, I'm not that old, you know, it's not like I've had years of, of, like, life, or life experience, as some may call it, to say, you know, at this point, you know, I don't want to do these things because they don't make me happy, like, I think about it now, it's because I'm young, and I don't know how much time I have left, right, that uncertainty, like, it's... In a way, it scares the shit out of me, mean, but it also kind of puts me in my place where I don't have time to think about that, I, Even though I am thinking about it, I don't have time to think about it. I only have time to live and breathe and walk and talk and eat dog food. Like, I, that's, that's all the that time I have for it. Um, and I have to use as much of that time as possible. And I'm not going to spend that time doing things that Stress me out and practically killing me emotionally and could literally kill me. You um, know, the other thing, like dying of a broken heart. Like, I heard that line, I was like, I don't think that's a thing, right? You can't die of a broken heart, right? Or at least a figurative broken heart. Obviously, if your heart, like, breaks, you're, you're dead. That's, that's a thing, that's a literal thing. But if you thought about it in, like, the figurative sense, obviously, that's, that's a different situation. However, there have been like situations where people would call it that because there's no like, let diagnosis for what happened or like something that had some kind of heart complication, but like it wasn't a thing that was like treated or like it wasn't uh, properly diagnosed, but again, not a doctor, um, didn't go to college for that, No, not what I went to college to do. Um, and college itself, is like, do I want to spend all this time in college if it's not? you know, fulfilling or exciting to me, right? If I'm not having the experience that I want to have in college, is college worth it for me? Um, and if that answer is no, like, without a question, even though I question things a lot, and I take a lot of time questioning things, because it's kind of my jam, um, sometimes, like, even though even though I hate stress, I think sometimes my brain just enjoys stressing itself out, because, uh, like, it's, it's, it's stimulating um, in a lot of ways. And so my brain enjoys stimulation, so it enjoys stressing itself out a lot of times, which is in itself stressful. <laughs> this is a mouthful of stress. Um, that, was, that's stressful. that was a stressful experience just now. Um, <laughs> however, um, I think this understanding that the things that I want to do and the things that I... I need to do, or at least I need to do for me, in order to live the life I want to live however long that is, um, that's all that really matters. As selfish as that sounds, that's all that can matter. Right? Um, yes, there's other people around you, and, that, like, that, that's a part of your life too, right? You have your family, your friends, Like that's all part of it, right? Because, like, that all goes in that little bubble, it's not just you, right? Um, there's that thing where like, I remember I was asking people, I asked people what their greatest fear was, and I got different, I got different answers, right? I got different answers to different things, people said something like small, like hype, like, oh, I'm afraid of heights. that's your, I was like, that's your greatest fear, right, and I think that was just like, I, I feel like that's like, that's a, that's a baby fear, you know, it's like, it's like being scared of the dark, it's like, that's not a, it's not a real fear. Like, I get it, it's high up, you know, and you can, you know, you fall, die, that kind of thing. So that's, like, I think it's more of a fear of death than a fear of height, It's fearful. Like, you you fly a plane, if you fly, if you've flown on a plane, right, and as many times as I've had, like, I've had a fear of height as a kid. I had a fear of heights. And how I got rid of it was realizing that, like, as many times as I've been in, you know, on a high, of high altitude, like, I've, I've climbed mountains, I've gone on planes multiple times, I've been in a hot air balloon, and I'm like I've done these things and I realize the more times I do it, the less it really makes sense for me to be scared of it. If that makes sense. Um the thought like the thought of just you know, being like there's the thing with being scared of heights is like um you have to resist the actual idea of being up at a certain height. To where you you have to look down and be like, oh shit, I'm this high up. This is this is ludicrous. Get me down immediately. But a lot of people that are scared of heights don't realize how many, how often they're you know above ground, um, and how it's actually hard for us to keep ourselves grounded because uh, we're always moving. We're always moving around. We're never really in one place, even though we see ourselves stuck in this kind of loop of routine, right? And every like you wake up. Go to the bathroom, you take a piss or shit, whatever you do first, and then you know you brush your teeth, wash your face, do all that high channel shit, and then you know you get up, you go to school, you go to work wherever you go, um, you know maybe you go to play poker with the boys or girls, you know, not discriminating there, um, and you go eat something, might take a nap in between, maybe you don't, maybe it's not your vibe, and then you go eat something else. Then you take a shit, then you go home, you know, you catch up on some uh Netflix, Flix of net, if you will, and then you eat dinner, you might have a little bit of dessert, maybe you're feeling, you are know, feeling fancy, you might get some cheesecake, I don't know. I don't know what your vibe is. Um, or ice cream, you might be, you know, but the thing about it is no matter what your, like, daily routine is, right, something, something, that it's, Every day is different because you know it's not like the exact same thing is happening, right? You don't get up the same way every single morning, right? Um, and every day is different because something different is happening every day, right? Um, I think what I love about what I what I love about life is that every day brings some kind of um, some kind of you know. Obscure spontaneity that I don't necessarily see right away. It's sort of kind of catches you off guard, and the more I realize it, the more I, um, the more I just enjoy life's little moments, um, and I see I see what it really I I see life for what it is, and less of, you know, what it's supposed to be moving forward, right? What, what this future I'm supposed to have for myself, and what would make everybody else happy if I had this kind of track and this kind of lifestyle. Um, and it seems like a lot, like it seems like a lot. And in ways it is, but in other ways it isn't. And I could sound like a crazy person because I'm of a certain age and I'm not as old as a lot of other people. And so it's like, what would I know about life? And I'd say to them, well, I know just as much as you. <laughs> and you know, you could be twice my age. And, and how could I argue that? Well, think about where we are. Think about where I am. Think about where you are. And don't compare the two necessarily, but look at them and realize that we're both living our lives. You know? And they're completely, actually, if you look at the, if you compare them, they're completely different. And that's the argument itself. Is that our paths are completely different from each other. It can be any more different. They can be any more alike at the same time. And the more you see that, the more you realize how complicated the simple life can be. It's complex it's complex and simplistic simultaneously. And how is that possible? I don't know. You know, I didn't. I didn't create life. That, that wasn't mine. That wasn't my thing. That wasn't my idea. I was like, hey, let's bring things to life. Let's make them talk about talk shit about people. Let's make them, you know, make them do a little dance. You know, make them sing a little bit. Do a little do a little tap number. You know, I I didn't I didn't write that. I didn't write that. That wasn't in my, that wasn't in my story. Um of stories, you know, um, a lot of my writing, I think what I realized I haven't wrote a lot about is, um, you know, what it meant for me to be alive in the time that I'm in now versus the time that I was when I was younger. Because I, I don't really talk about like my younger self, right? I don't, I try not to, just because I feel like, well, what's in the past in the past, and I just kind of throw it out, but I think. The past, if the past has brought me enough to this point, you know I have to look at it from the perspective of people who have seen what had happened then and aren't here now to tell the story and think, well, if they were here, what would they say? And what should I say so that it reflects those people who had seen it and weren't able to see? And I think that's that's more important for me now than it is than it or I guess it was maybe a few even a few weeks ago. Um I remember I was reading a poem by Billy Collins, uh, it's called nostalgia, and he, it was like a sort of satire about kind of being in this time of uh, being in this like certain time period and not um looking back at it and realizing, you know feeling good that we weren't stuck in this kind of time loop that you know we were we were trapped in this decade forever but we kind of look up look back at it and, and just enjoy it kind of like watching a tv show of your own you know of your own life and i thought it was really cool and it was funny too and I want something i want something like that um where I can look back at my work and look back at my life and be like, well, I'm glad I'm not living that life I am right now, you know. Or I'm like I'm not, I'm not where I was ten years ago. Not to say like physically, like if I lived, if I lived where I live now ten years from now, um, I wouldn't be disappointed because that's where I feel like my life was meant to go. Not to say that like your life is written for you. I don't believe in fate. Um, more of a destiny kind of guy. I feel like you're meant to, you know. Do this sort of thing and like, to go this sort of route, and these decisions, you know, you make on your own because um, you're supposed to, not because um, you you weren't given a choice, right? Everyone's given a choice, whatever choice you make, you know, every cause has an effect, but every effect is different, right? To every cause, uh, just because you forget to clean the dishes doesn't mean you're going to get a knife to your back. Anything could happen because you don't do the dishes. And that's my take on washing dishes. I feel like everybody should you know, wash dishes at some point. That's part of life. Part of the experience, I suppose. Um, I mean, we could talk more about dishes if you want. I wasn't really prepared for all that, but we can get into it. Um, I'm not a fan not a fan of that either, but again, I think it's just a part of life, much like going to school, or, you know, eating burritos, those are fun, Um, but even with school, it's like at a certain point, even though it's a part of life, it's like, life has to end at a certain point, so at a certain point, you have to stop going to school, (laughs) and just stay in school, forever, because forever doesn't exist, Um, as much as I think, well, I wouldn't say we think we want it to. Like, I don't know if anyone wants to live forever. I think people just want to um, kind of be in a certain moment longer than they get to. right? Longer than they get the chance. Like, sometimes people, there's this idea, I forgot what it's called, but there's an idea that people, um, they have trouble sleeping because they don't want the next day to occur. Like, they'd rather kind of be in this remembrance of what today was, and not look for, it. and they they don't want tomorrow to happen because yesterday was really cool, and I can understand that, I can empathize with it, um, and I can sort of sympathize it with it as well. I think I've had those certain moments, but in what our reality or what we consider reality, um, it's not realistic, and so we have to wake up, you know. Move on, go on to the next day and just hope that it's better than the one before or it's different than the one before. I think better, better, I think is just putting too much expectation and anticipation onto it, which like stresses me out a lot. That's probably why I don't have a lot of expectations or anticipations of things anymore. Um, because it just leads to like some disappointment, and I think people are people get disappointed, people are just naturally disappointed thing because they anticipate something, and then something different happens, um, and it's never going to be the way you want it to be, like, nothing's nothing's perfect, right, nothing exists 100% of what it's supposed to be, or what it was intended to be, and if we anticipate that, we're always going to be disappointed, I'm not saying to have expectations, I'm not saying to never anticipate something to happen, I'm saying that for me and my experience, and what I want for my life is that I want to live every day knowing that whatever happens, you know, it's life, right? It's going to happen. It exists, and knowing that I exist is all that matters, right? Knowing that I exist, knowing the world exists, knowing that things indeed, in excuse me, not in due indeed exist, right? Like, if I found out, if I woke up one day and Popeye's, like, never just left the face of the planet, I'd be a very upset person. Like, my life would be, it'd be different. It'd be different. It wouldn't be, like, less fulfilling. It would just be different. But even then, knowing that Popeye's would one day, you know, just vanish into thin air, I'd be okay. I'd be content. Fact, I'd probably be happy, because knowing that that, that will happen at some point, right, Popeyes isn't going to last forever either. You know, there's going to be some point where people are going to get tired of fried chicken. That's not going to happen anytime soon, Like not in my lifetime anyway. But people are going to get sick of it at some point. Maybe be like, fuck the Fried chicken? Nah. not dog. That's not it anymore. It's not the, not the craze of the decade. It's, it's not our shit now. We're on. We're on. We're on vegan. We're on strict vegan diet. Everybody's on a strict vegan diet. All right, no chicken, no meat, no no dairy. Sorry, God, if you put a put an egg salad in your mouth, I will kick you in the balls. Like that's just gonna happen. There's no better way to describe it than egg salad, and ball kicking. All right. I mean, what more can I say, really? Um, Today, like I, <laughs> I, always thought about having like making one bad decision every day in my life, and understanding that every time I make that decision, my life changes, right? And so my life is always different because I do something different every day. And even though I make one bad decision a day, I can make many more decisions during the day. So if even if I think I'm putting myself in this sort of pattern, right, this never-ending loop. Um, this kind of infinite wheel spinning around, never really going anywhere. It's always going somewhere because it's a different mistake, right? And that one mistake could turn into seven different mistakes, or that one mistake wasn't it turns out to not be a mistake. It turns out to be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. So you never really know what what's gonna happen, and whatever you do, you know this is gonna happen in turn, but. You never really know what that that's going to be like. For example, today, I went and I went and what I think or what I would think is a mistake, or what other people think is is a mistake, is like I spent twenty dollars on cookies, just cookies. I spent twenty not on like cookie dough, like I didn't spend money on like making the cookies. Like I went, I went to a cookie. I went to a place that makes cookies, right? and I spent twenty dollars worth of cookies. Was it worth it for me? I don't. I don't know. Um, I had a few of them, and I'm not like I'm not impressed. I've had better cookies. Um, but I feel like in a way, it allowed me to further confirm, you know, how I guess confirm my outlook on life isn't. It? Um, it's not a blind one, right? where I see things for what they are, and. I make, I make these decisions, and it didn't take me a long time to make the decision. Like wasn't it wasn't like I was debating on whether or not I was going to spend twenty dollars on cookies. I made that decision. I was like, all right, so I'm going to go to this cookie place. I'm going to buy a bunch of cookies, and then it comes up to twenty dollars, and I'm like, all right, cool, that's what we're doing. I didn't question it. I didn't turn around and say, yeah, no, yeah, sorry, I can't do that. Um, I'm broke. Like I'm broke, and I spent twenty dollars on cookies. That was, that's how I went on with my life unnecessarily spontaneous and just being in the moment like every time and I feel like I'm not doing that every time and that's what that's what makes my life unfulfilling is that I'm not always in the moment Sometimes I'm in the past I'm too far into the past I'm too far ahead into the future that I can't find myself in the moment in the present space um, and that is probably the scariest thing for me That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. That's gonorrhea right there. Yeah. Can't miss it. Yep. So, you guys didn't think I forgot to do word of the day, did you? Because I didn't. I have it prepared. I have it prepared. I'm ready. I just have to go into my email and reread what I already pre-prepared to read about the word that I'll be reading. So I'm going to do that now. Alright, I'm going to go and scroll through. I'm going to find it. It's in there. Word of the day. So the word of the day is Salma Gundy. Salma Gundy. Could be Samma Gundy, like sam like salmon because it's spelled like salmon but obviously salmon not the same thing so Salma Gundy, um, salmagundi um uh, s a l m a g u n d i it's an assortment of items like a dish of chopped meat anchovies or like a general mixture of like um like a miscellaneous bunch of things basically so like a samagundi would be like um you know a box of snacks right or it would be like a samagundi of snacks or a samagundi of clothes just a sam just basically a mix of anything that exists or it's usually like associated with food um yeah so there's that uh, I'm gonna look for more uses of it right now, see if i can getting anything extra. Let's see, uh, it's French. Didn't know that. Salmagundi. Salmagundi, that's how they say it. Salmagundi. Salmagundi, so they emphasize the... Salmagundi. Salmagundi, how do you say it? Salmagundi. Got you, okay, so they emphasize the gun part. Salmagundi. 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 So you do say Salmagundi, so you don't say Sam. You say Salmagundi. Salmagundi. Uh, order the Salmagundi. I heard it is this restaurant's specialty. Or Jason's room is a Salmagundi of his interest of the from the past decade. See, yeah. So I understand the context in which it's used. Uh, so the French word was Salmagundi's, Salma Salmagundis, uh, which meant like a Hot luck or a hodgepodge, how this word developed from is a mystery, uh, apparently there was a Salma Gundy club of Greenwich Village, Greenwich Village, New York City, is a fine arts center with a rich history of famous patrons, such as honorary member Winston Churchill, oh that's a dope, then a fat guy that was the prime minister of England, uh, Britain at one point, um, it's most interesting quality, however, is its name's origin. Salmagundi, a stew served by a group since its founding in 1871. It was originally a stew, and now is a word meaning an assortment of things. Which is basically what a stew is, it's just an assortment of vegetables put in, like, a broth. A uh, Salmagundi is really just a, a brothel of random shit um kind of like life life is a Salma Gundy of Salma Gundys, i guess uh if that makes any sense uh, that's the word of the day salmogundi Salma salmogundi how, how do you how do you say it Gundy. got you boss thanks man great talking to you bye You got to be aggressive. E aggressive. Yeah. Man, if I can inspire a generation of people with my words. I'm clearly doing something wrong. I don't think people are getting the message. What kind of message am I sending? That's that's the weird thing about it. I don't I don't think we're on the same page.